Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC presents <laughs> Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, online at robertsrobinson.com. We have a wonderful conversation coming up with a young man who could be a role model for any kid. He is a young man of great faith. He has been very successful in his athletic career as a quarterback and had a very, very interesting situation as a rookie with the Miami Dolphins in the 2022-2023 season. Of course, we're talking about Skylar Thompson from Fort Osage High School in the Kansas City area and Kansas State, who wound up playing seven games for the Miami Dolphins this year. He didn't start all of them. And then the game we all remember, that playoff game against the Buffalo Bills, where he threw for 222 yards and a touchdown in a 34-31 playoff loss. This from a seventh-round draft choice, a kid that was not expected to get any playing time this year. The Dolphins had injuries at quarterback, and Skylar Thompson was ready. He's pretty much been ready his whole life. I think you're going to be very impressed with this young man and the conversation we have. And he's got a tremendous event coming up a week from now on March 4th to raise money for cancer. More on that in just a moment. I do want to share with you one other football story before we get to Skylar Thompson. This one was just too tasty to not share with everyone. And that is the receipts are in from the new sports books in the state of Kansas and what happened during the Super Bowl. During the Super Bowl this year, the sports books in Kansas lost $14.5 million because everyone in the Kansas sports books bet on the Chiefs. Now, that was just Super Bowl weekend. Goodness knows what it was like over a three-week period where the Chiefs covered the spread against the Jaguars and covered the spread against the Bengals. It was a clean sweep. It had to cost Kansas Sportsbooks $30 million. Don't look for any profit out of the sportsbooks for the state of Kansas because the Chiefs ran roughshod over that in year one. I actually think it's funny. I don't expect sports betting to put a whole lot in the coffers in the state of Kansas uh, until it, it becomes much more mainstream in all the sports. Football can be, you know, when everybody's sitting here winning, Kansas State won the Big 12. KU was much better than that. They got crushed this year. It couldn't have been a worse first year for the sports book in Kansas. The opposite happened in Pennsylvania. They have legalized wagering there where the Eagles are, and they made a $29.5 million profit. So many of these are the same companies. It all offsets. It's what the state revenue is. The state of Pennsylvania gained greatly by the Eagles losing and not covering the spread. In the state of Kansas, well, they get nothing and like it. They get a Super Bowl champion. I'm guessing the sports books in Kansas lost a total of $30 million on the Chiefs in the playoffs, including some wild wagers. How about this one? A $12,000 in-game wager for the Chiefs during the Super Bowl at plus 330 paid out $39,600 on Super Bowl Sunday. A multi-sport bet was made. One person walked into the sports book before the season and bet $300 on a parlay that the Astros would win the World Series, Georgia would win the college football playoff, and the Chiefs would win the Super Bowl. That person cashed in for thirty grand. A $20 wager, this is awesome, at 35,000 to one, or plus 35,000, not 35,000 to one, for an exact final score of 38-35 Chiefs, paid 7,000 in winnings, and a $300 same-game parlay bet of anytime touchdowns, by Pacheco, Kelsey, and Brown bundled with picks of over 50 and a half points in the game, paid $6,500. There is good stuff there. Sorry, Kansas Sportsbooks. You lose and you like it. Before we get to Skylar Thompson, I want to thank our sponsors, Back Nine Development, TJ Vilkanskis, a good friend of the program. He builds custom homes and commercial properties. If you're interested in building something really cool or you have a dream, 
You should dream it with TJ. Just give him a call. 785-236-0161. Back Nine Development is a custom home builder. And as I mentioned, they also do commercial properties. If you've got an investment plan or land that you would like to develop, contact TJ and say, I can put this thing together. Let's go. TJ will do all the legwork for you. 785-236-0161. Online at backninedevelopment.com. CrossKitchensKC.com, Kansas City's remodeler. You have until the end of February to get free countertops on a qualifying bid from CrossKitchensKC.com. Just call Tim Cross at 816-898-7047. Have him out to your house. Have him take a look around at what your project is, whether it's a bathroom remodel, whether it's a complete kitchen remodel. Qualifying remodel jobs get free countertops this year if you meet with Tim before the end of February. CrossKitchensKC.com. And Colbert Hills, a destination golf course, PGA Tour quality conditions, and you're going to love playing it. If you haven't played it, this is your year. And if you'd like to go with your buddies or clients and spend the night, they have the Sammy Family Stay and Play Lodges, 15% off if you mention KKHI online at colberthills.com or email Joni at colberthills, Joni, J-O-N-I, Joni at colberthills.com and say, hey, here's the group we'd like to bring. We'd like to play 27 holes each day. You can set it up any way you like. You're going to love it there. You don't even have to leave the property. They've got everything you want. They've got a sports bar. They've got a restaurant. They can cater steaks into your lodge. They've got 75-inch big screen TVs to watch the NCAA tournament in private with your group if that's the way you'd like to do it. It's also perfect for couples that want to get away and go play golf for a couple of days. It's the Stay and Play Lodges at Colbert Hills online at colberthills.com or email Joni at colberthills.com. And if you mention the podcast, you get 15% off. Pretty cool. I'm going to guess Skylar Thompson played Colbert Hills a time or two. I'm not sure if he's a golfer or not. Probably won't get to that in this conversation, but he's just an incredible young man who's been through a lot. He lost his mother at a very young age, basically dedicated his life and his career and everything he's done to the memory of his mom. He is a man of deep Christian faith. He is an incredibly high achiever in everything that he does. And now that he's a professional football player, he wants to raise money for cancer research. And he's doing it through the Kansas State Johnson Cancer Research Center and the Thompson Family Fund, which is his family in honor of his mother. You don't have to be a K-State fan to listen to this young man speak and to enjoy his message and what he's doing as a professional athlete. You do not. If you have a business and you'd like to get involved and become a sponsor, if you're an individual that would just like to make a donation, I can put you in touch with these folks. You can reach Skylar on Instagram, but I'm going to guess a lot of you don't have Instagram. It's at Skylar J. Thompson. You can reach him personally that way. Or you can call Goolsby's at the Bluemont Hotel in Manhattan where the event is taking place Saturday, March 4th. That number is 785-473-7091. We'll give the number several times during the interview. So if you want to grab a pen and listen to the rest of this, you can write it down that way and call them and make a donation for cancer research. Or I will guide you, Kevin at KKSIssues.com. You shoot me an email, I'll send you the link. I'll send you the direct link to donate or to be involved even if you don't go to the event. You're going to be impressed with this young man. You're going to want to help him and his foundation after you hear him speak. He is something else. And he had quite a rookie season with no expectation Nobody thought he'd ever see the field. Played well in the preseason. Tua got hurt. Bridgewater gets hurt. Skylar Thompson's in. Winds up playing in seven games and started a playoff game and threw a touchdown pass. Chad Henney just retired from the Chiefs at age 37 after throwing a touchdown pass in the playoffs against Jacksonville. That was the only one he ever threw in 16 years. 
So Skyler had quite a first year. What it means, what he becomes, who knows? Could it be a long-time backup quarterback and make a lot of money and be a great role model and do great things? Yeah, he can. I won't say he'll change the world, but Skylar Thompson is darn sure going to try. You're going to be really impressed with this young guy, and we would greatly appreciate it from all of us here at KKHI if you got involved in some way and helped his cancer fundraiser next week, March 4th, in Manhattan at Goolsby's. You're going to be impressed. It's time to meet Skylar Thompson on KKHI. Hit it! The KK Has Issues conversation is presented by Buck Roofing, online at rbuckroofing.com. Sleep well knowing Buck Roofing fixed the roof over your head. Skylar Thompson joins us now. He's got the big event coming up March 4th, Saturday in Manhattan at Goolsby's, part of the Bluemont Hotel Complex. It is fake Patty's Day. All the young people will be going wild in Aggieville, but uh, we're hoping a lot of folks will do something really good for the Kansas State Cancer Research Center, the Johnson Cancer Research Center, as Skylar Thompson has dedicated his weekend and evening to meeting a bunch of fans, signing autographs, and raising money for cancer research. He joins us now to talk about it. Skylar, how you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Congratulations on a, a crazy first year with the Dolphins. We'll get to football in a moment, but this event you're doing, I think, surprises almost no one that knows your background as cancer has really impacted your life, your childhood, by losing your mom. And I'm guessing as a pro football player now, you're going to be doing a lot of things to raise awareness and funds for cancer research. How'd you get involved with this one and what does it mean to you? Yeah, well, it, it's been a, it's been an awesome process uh, to get going. And I have to give a lot of credit to my, um, my marketing agent, Jamie. Um, she has done a great job of coordinating all this stuff and help, helping me put it together. Um, you know, this is kind of always my vision and something that I've wanted to do. Um, but, you know, with NIL and that stuff, it wasn't passed at the time. So I was kind of limited on, you know, when I could do that. Um, and then finally it presented itself last spring that we could do it for the first time. And I thought of, you know, what a better place um, to do it than that. My, one of my best friends, Denzel Goolsby's um, place that he opened up in Manhattan, Kansas. So it's a tremendous, tremendous thing we got going on. Um, like you said, I opened a fund um, called the Thompson Family Fund, and it is connected with the Johnson Cancer Research Center at K-State. And all proceeds, all the money that we raise uh, for this fund, is it goes directly to cancer research at K-State. And as many of you know, um, you know, Kansas State is very special to me and always will be. Um, so being able to, to collaborate with them and raise money for a great cause that's impacted so many people's lives, um, you know, it, it doesn't get much better than that. So I'm, I'm very grateful for it. So folks would like to take part on March 4th in Manhattan at Goolsby's. They can contact Skyler through his Instagram page, at Skyler J. Thompson. An easier way for a lot of people is if you just want to call the hotel, or I'll, I tell all my listeners, this is a personal audience now, if you folks want to email me, I'll get you the information. I can get you the link directly to uh, getting a ticket, going to the event, or if you'd like to make a donation and support this through the Thompson Family Fund and the K-State Cancer Research Center, uh, my email address, of course, is kevin at kkhasissues.com. Anybody can email me, or you can call the Bluemont Hotel in Manhattan at 785 473 7091. Again, that's 785 473 7091. My buddy Andy Suber, the proprietor there at the Bluemont Hotel, has alerted all the staff that if they call the front desk or whatever, get the information out. Let's get everybody to Skyler's event. 
Can you describe for me a little bit about what the event is going to be like? I, I assume Denzel will be there, and I've not met him. But, man, everybody that talks about Denzel Goolsby says this is like the greatest guy on earth. I've been to his place, and I've been to the hotel. It's a great spot. What do you expect to have happen at the event? Yeah, it's going to be a great time. And like you said, um, you know, Denzel and I go way back. Um, we lived together for four four years. Uh, we're teammates at K-State. Um, I was a, a groomsman in his wedding. Um, so to this day, he's, he's a, a ride or die for me. Um, and like you said, has a beautiful place there. And uh, we're going to have live music. We're going to have a silent auction. We're going to have food catered from Cox Barbecue. And by purchasing a ticket, uh, you get two um, drink tickets uh, to get drinks there. So it's going to be a great time. Uh, I have so much family coming in town. Um, some past teammates um, that are gonna that are gonna come come out and support and friends. Uh, it, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. You know, it, it's it's special to me um, because obviously, like we're we're all coming together to raise money for a great cause. But it it allows myself, my family, everybody to intertwine to reunite at K State in Manhattan and gives me a chance to connect with fans from K State and. Um, just, just give back to all the support and love that they gave me throughout my career. Uh, that, 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 that means a lot to me. So I'm looking forward to just getting there, having a great time talking to everybody that comes and, you know, just, just chatting it up about life and, and sharing life experiences, um, talking about the future goals, whatever the case may be. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to all of that. I'm sure you have uh, plenty of friends still on the team and, and current players, and a couple of them, I, I assume, will be coming to the event. Uh, you know, I was stunned that BB decided to stay. I know he's going to play with his brother, but my goodness, the NFL is calling for this guy. It's so interesting to see how everybody's path to the NFL or toward their professional career outside of football is so different. Who are the guys that you're still really close with that are still on the team that, that played this last year or will be playing in the upcoming season? Yeah, yeah, there, there's quite a few guys. I would say the, the closest guy is Will Howard, um, which probably is not a shocker. Mm -hmm. um, him and I spent a lot of time together. Um, I still I talked to Cooper Beebe throughout the season, um, Christian Duffy, Hayden Gillum. You know, all of the guys that stuck around on the O-line, um, I know pretty well. Um, and then, you know, Deuce Green, guys that have been there for a while. Uh, I try to tap in with every once in a while and, and check in with them. Um, but yeah, talking about Cooper, um, I mean, it's, it doesn't, like you said, like it, everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different journey. Um, and, you know, it, he's always, he's never had the opportunity to play with his, his younger brother. And Cooper is one of the best offensive linemen, I mean, that I've ever played with. Right. I mean, just all around athletic, skill-based, leadership, literally from top to bottom. I mean, he's nails. So I know K-State was really excited to have him back, um, along with multiple other guys that chose to, to use that sixth year. You stayed at K-State a long time, and you mentioned Daniel Green and Cooper Beebe and some of these players. Uh, I think most people thought that, you, well, we've lived at such a time that if you have a chance to go pro, you go get the money. Is NIL what's changing this? I mean, I was really surprised to see a couple of these players coming back to Kansas State. And again, you played there a long time. How do you see college athletics impacted by NIL, and is it keeping some players from turning pro? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it, it makes a difference. Um, when a player can profit off of his name and, and, and bring some money into to help himself live a little bit, you know, and I was never, you know, I, I was never a complainer about 
the, the opportunities that we got before NIL. I mean, having a, a free ride to school, um, you know, getting uh, a room and board check every month. Like, I, I lived well for a college kid, and I was very grateful for all that. But I always did believe that players should be able to profit off their name. And if they can, if, if they're having success on the field and that's leading to sex, to sex off the field, then they deserve to do that. And I do think that does contribute to guys um, hanging around and staying around. And, uh, that, you know, that makes a difference. And, you know, I, I think another, the most contributing factor, at least for, for K-State, in my opinion, though, is we have a great, we have a great football program there. And Coach Clymer has done a great job of building a championship program and, and guys have realized that they're having fun playing ball and just like what I I've had conversations with a couple of those guys um, and I tell them like you only football is only going to be here for so long and you just never know what the future is going to hold you never you never know what's going to happen and if you got an opportunity to come back and play and contribute to the team and help go back to another championship like why not do it? You know, I, I personally uh, was in a position where my situation was a little different, obviously coming off of the injury, but it was definitely going through my head too. Is like, you just never know what's going to happen. And you have an opportunity here, take advantage of it, go have fun and, and play in the game that you love. And I think all those guys, we, they had a good group that, that came back for their sixth year. And I think it's really going to, it's going to show um, when it comes to game day next year for him. That's so great. It's called A Night with Skylar Thompson, an up-close and personal setting held at Goolsby's in Manhattan, uh, right by the corner of campus there by the Bluemont Hotel. It's Saturday, March 4th. You're going to have lots of great K-State players and VIPs, Cox Brothers Barbecue, live music, a great cause. You're raising money for cancer research. Folks, if you're interested or if you'd just like to make a donation, if you can't make it or you want to get your company involved, and maybe have your company buy a sponsorship and send some employees, or maybe you have some friends in Manhattan. Doesn't matter where you live, folks, or if you can go to the event, you can help the cause. Call 785-473-7091. Shoot me an email, kevin at kksissues.com, and I'll get you in touch with the right people. Or if you're on Instagram, uh, get a hold of Skylar Thompson himself, Skylar J. Thompson on Instagram, and he would love to uh, have you on board in some capacity to help raise money for this awesome cause. It's going to be really, really cool. I do want to talk Dolphins, but since we started talking about K-State players, and you mentioned how close you are to Will Howard, I'm not hyping this, Skylar. I said this, look, I'm an old guy, man. I graduated from Kansas State in 86, if you can believe that. There was not much football prior to then. Uh, Not much very good football. Stan Weber was quarterback, and he was good, and they made a bowl game in 82, and so there was some. But I said this about Will Howard this year at Kansas State, and I've been following K-State football now for decades. I have never been so pleasantly surprised or shocked by any one player in any one season than Will Howard this year. I never – look, I'm being honest with you, Scott. You, 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 you've talked to your dad about my radio show and whatever through the years. You know I'm an honest guy. I was expecting nothing out of Will Howard. I mean, nothing. I, I'd watch him play. I'm like, I don't know if it's coming along, whatever. And then all of a sudden, he's the difference maker. Like, he's the man. Did you know? Yep. And did you see it? Yes, yes, and I, I and I'm being completely honest with you. Um, I always believed that that Will Howard was going to be great. Um, I hosted him at a high school on a visit, and from that day on, him and I got really, really close. 
Um, and, you know, obviously my career there towards the end, I, I suffered some injuries and Will got on the field really early and, you know, he'll say it himself, you know, he struggled, had some, some tough time, um, and, and wasn't playing to his expectations, but him and I spent a lot of time together. You know, when we traveled on the road, home games, we were roommates in the hotel and I just did my best to try to mentor that kid the best that I could. And w- what I saw in him was a young me, um, as far as just early on in my career at K-State, you know, going through a ca- quarterback battle, not performing the way that I wanted to, um, going through some tough times, you know, just with my future, with whatever. And him and I were able to connect from, from day one. And I always told him to, to trust his journey. And nobody can write his journey besides himself and to just keep working and, and trust the process. And I'm telling you, like, it'll happen for you. And he's a confident kid. He's super smart. He's one of the hardest working kids I've ever been around. And the only thing when I was there that you could, that was holding him back was just the confidence aspect. And we had so many conversations about how you just gain confidence. Like, how, how can you build that? And my advice to him was, it, it, you got to trust your work, man. Like, you put in the work, you do it, all the right things. You're a leader. Guys respect you. And guys know that you can be great. And the, the, the hurdle that you have to get over is you yourself. You have to believe it. And I think that was the, that was the difference maker for him this year is, is he believed that he belonged. He believed that he was ready. And, man, did it, did it show up on the field. I was. I'm telling you, I was jumping up and down. Any chance I had an opportunity to watch a game, I was going nuts. I was going nuts. Like it was, it was so cool. I was so proud of him just because, like, I, like I was just saying, like I've, I've been there through some tough times with him, and to see him on that stage, do the things he did, lead those guys to a Big Twelve championship, like, man, like I was, I was so excited for him. Yeah. And we we talked a lot throughout the season. Um, and, and whatnot, but I was, I was not surprised. I know a lot of people were, oh. um, but I mean, what a, a true case stater too, you yeah. know, like you, yeah. you have, um, Adrian Martinez transfer in, who's a, and a great football player and who's had a lot of success and he could have, Will could have transferred. He could have gone somewhere else. He could have, you know, booked, but he loves K-State and he, he loves to wear purple. And I think that is what. I think I love the most about the guy yeah. is he's a loyal kid it and was, he did it at K-State. Yeah, it was you remarkable know? to see. Yeah. I, I think the confidence thing was taken care of. The first game I saw him get in, they either scored touchdowns on the first three or the first four possessions. I'm guessing from that point on, confidence was not a problem for Will Howard. And we saw that as Kansas State won the Big 12. And it was amazing. Now, the next generation, you talked a lot about being a young player and how to become you know, grow into college football, Big 12 football, how to become a champion or then move on and get drafted and play in the NFL and play for the Dolphins and things like that. Avery, look, you were a you were a really big-time recruit for Kansas State when you came in, and everybody was really, really, really excited. And then they expect the world of you really early, and it doesn't always work like that. But I've mm-hmm. never seen any hype like there is around Avery Johnson, the kid from near Wichita. And it's not his team yet because Will Howard obviously is playing at a ridiculously high level. 
if I don't know if you've mm-hmm. met Avery or if you've you know counseled him a little bit or spoke with him, if he were listening right now, what would you tell him about all the hype, all the attention he's going to get, and probably not be playing at all maybe this year, and how to deal with that? Because I've never seen a player hype like this at K State. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I've got to meet Avery a couple of times. We both work with Justin Hoover out of Kansas City. Um, so I was able to to meet him and talk to him a little bit. He's a, a great kid and rightfully so. He has a lot of hype. He's a great player um, and has a lot of potential. And what I would tell him is the mistake that I made was, and I think a lot of people make, is you rush. You rush the process. You want to come in and, and start as a true freshman and, and be the guy right away. And sometimes I'm not, that's, not, that's not the best thing for you. And um, the last thing you want to do is get put in a position where you're, you're out there and you're not ready. And what, what I think, what I would tell him is to just focus on the playbook, focus on getting stronger, focus on developing a relationship with Coach Klein. And, and no, like, okay, like this, this isn't my team right now. That doesn't, that doesn't have to take away of where it can, it can be my team um, sometime soon. And also coming off of, of, of a big 12 championship year with Will, like you have somebody to look up to who has done it. He just, he won a big 12 championship. Like you have a guy that, and like I said, I've been around him to look up to that, that is super smart understands the playbook, understands defenses. He understands the ins and outs of the game to be successful. And as a young guy, you don't know what you don't know. And it takes time. And when your time comes, make sure you're ready. And you make sure you're ready by all the things that I said. is just getting stronger, getting in the weight room, doing all the right things in the classroom, and learning the playbook, developing relationships with your teammates, like all those things are going to contribute to where when you step in there someday, the team is going to rally around you because they've seen you put in the work. They've seen you do all the extra stuff and you're going to have trust from the coaches. It takes pressure off of you, you know? And I think that is what's going to really help, help Avery. Um, I know coach Klein, I know everybody, K-State Nation is super excited about him. Um, but that's what I, w- I would encourage the fan base too. You know, like got to remember he's a, He's 18. I don't even know if he's 18 years old yet, but he's still a kid. And, um, you know, we're all human and we trust, like, we want to be perfect. We're all competitors. We want to win. Um, you go to K state, like you're, you're one, you're special, you know, and it's a special program that breeds special people, um, during the college years and afterwards and just give the kids some grace and, and support them. And whenever he gets his shot, just, just ride with him because, you know, he has a lot of potential whenever that time, um, time comes. I know I'll be tuned in. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people will. It seems like he's had one. some pretty good counseling or coaching as he's younger or through his high school years. There's been some amazing things that he's done with kids in the area yeah. already. Surprising that yeah, one kid dressed up as Avery Johnson in his high school uniform for Halloween, and he showed up at the school and took pictures with the kid. I mean, he's he's just been doing all kinds of cool things. So it seems like he's really grounded and knows where he's going here. But, boy, it's – it is not an easy road, Skylar. I, I know it's not. It looks so easy. You know, we turn our TVs on on Saturday or we go to the game and we watch tremendous athletes play the sport that we love more than any other sport. And you make things look so easy so many times. 
And what we don't realize is the other 350 days a year, what everybody's out there doing, trying to become really, really, really great at something. It is not, look, you may have been, you may have done really well for a college kid at K-State. Like you said, you lived really good for a college kid. I get all that. The work you put in, I mean, you're putting in more work than engineering students for crying out loud. I mean, you guys over at the the architecture lab, you're, it is a lot of hard work, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it, it is. It is. And that's something that I wish I would have realized earlier in my career. Like, in order to be, to be great, like, they require, being a student athlete, like, you're required to do so many things. And, I mean, you have 6 a.m. lift, run practice, meetings, you know, it, it's just constant. And then whenever you have free time, you got schoolwork, you got to go to class, you have tutor sessions, like it is, it is nonstop. But in order to like really separate yourself, like you have to do more than what's required. And our days are already jam packed. Um, so like doing the extra, doing more than what the coaches are asking you to do is, is, is very challenging. And that's something that I think with coach Kleiman that we really developed there um, during his tenure that when he started is, is guys, guys are doing that all the time and it, it, it is hard. It is really hard and it's challenging because we face the same thing. Like we see as much as you try not to, to look at it, like you hear what people say, um, you hear what the media says, and it, you know, and as a young, as a young guy in college, like, it's really easy to fall into the trap. I, I know I did at, at certain times where you start listening to those critics, you start listening to what people say and it kind of, kind of shifts you a little bit to where you're, you're on, on your heels of, you know, is, is that really true about me? Like, I, but I know it isn't, you know, like I know that's like, I know that's not me. I know I'm, I'm better than that or that that's not the truth, but like you just, you put it in your head and it, it, it's hard. It, it's really hard. And, um, so if we put but, it, if we put it on a scale of one to ten, okay, being uh-huh. a college football player, I'm not talking about the competition, like you know the Dolphins playing the Bills or K State playing Oklahoma. I'm not talking about the other players and actually competing on the field against them. Just being a student, going to college, and doing everything you had to do to be a college player on a scale of one to ten, how hard is that? And then how difficult is your schedule as a professional player? It sounds like college is harder than pro, or at least more time yeah, consuming. I, yeah, I would say. I would say the physical demands in college, it's a 10, um, especially at K-State, like pride ourselves in the hard work there and outworking people. So it, it was definitely a 10. I would say the physical demands in the NFL is, is polar opposite because it, it's a much longer season and it's a, it's a physical game. I mean, you're, you're playing the best of the best every single week and it, it, it builds up over time. And so, there, there's a lot of, how would you say it, just more looking out for the players as far as taking care of yeah. the bodies. Because, I mean, right. you have guys of all, all ages that have played for, you know, considering their NFL years through Pop Warner days, you know, like 30 years of football. I mean, 25 years. And, like, that, that's a long time. And, it, and, it get, and it, it, you have to take care of your body. And I think that's the biggest thing in the NFL is we get so much time um, to take care of ourselves. And it, it's really it's different in college because you don't have somebody sitting here telling you what to do every second of the day. Right. You know, you don't have a, a schedule all the time. Like we're really, we're in there when it's time to work, it's time to work. But 
I mean, most of the time during the season, we were done at three o'clock yeah. and you, you have the rest of the night. It, it's up to you what you want to do with it, you know? And that's something coach McDaniel always said, like, I'm, I'm giving you guys time to take care of your body and get yourself right for the next day and get yourself right to be hundred percent on Sunday. And it, it's up to you and what you want to do with it. And, you know, so I would say of what's required, the physical demand is definitely different, but for my position, <laughs> being a pro is a good, <laughs> it's good yeah, to be a pro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like the, the physical demands are different, but yeah. mentally right. it is, it is harder. It yeah, is harder for sure. No doubt. Well, I mean, it has just gone so well for you here. You get drafted and, and, you know, you're not the highest draft choice, the much, you know, all this ballyhoo or anything like that, but it didn't take very long. And the Dolphins were saying things like, well, we got something here better than what we thought. We, you know, we liked Skyler, but we got something better than what we thought. And a lot of the comments that I read this past season were, they were surprised how quickly you were picking up the offense and the playbook, how much Mm -hmm. off field work was there. And it seems to me if you're a professional now and they're paying you, they're paying you a pretty fair wage, Skyler, to be a football player, it's a pretty good deal. I mean, did you just pour yourself into the playbook? Because you wound up playing in seven games. You almost won a playoff game. I mean, you probably would have never predicted or expected the things to happen for you that did. It's a good thing you put the work in. Do you think you worked harder at learning the playbook than most draft choices would have? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I lived with that playbook. I mean. It was it was in my hand every second of the day, um, hypothetically speaking. Um, but like I knew I knew coming into this, uh, if I don't know the playbook like the back of my hand, then it's going to be hard for me to make this team. Yeah, and you know, like you can be as physically gifted, uh, you can be the best quarterback in the world, but if you go out there and and you don't know what's going on. Like, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And that's one thing I promised myself was there was never going to be a time where I was asked a question or I was asked to do something in practice and not know what coach was talking about. And I think there were, there were, I mean, I can count on my hand. There's multiple times where I was put in a position where I was, I was getting tested. Like I was getting tested. They were, wanting to see what, where I was at, what I knew. Um, and I capitalized on those opportunities. Um, and, you know, that, that really helped me. Um, during the preseason, obviously, I, I played really well and had some success, was able to show what I could do. Um, and then it, it trickled on in, in the season. You know, I, I had no idea what this season was going to consist of. Um, you know, we have, we have Tua, we had Teddy Bridgewater, um, I, I really didn't know what what that was going to look like, but I did know that I just had to keep learning. I just had to keep progressing, and you just never know. Like that's that's the biggest lesson that I learned this year is you you never you never know when your number is going to be called. And the biggest thing is like what we've talked about in, in multiple examples throughout this whole conversation is when your number is called, you got to be ready for it, right? And uh, you know, I think me diving in the playbook and understanding that like the back of my hand, it really, it helped me. It, it helped me, you know, uh, you know, kind of raise some eyebrows with, with what I was capable of doing. I mean, the road is littered with quarterbacks in the NFL that never played in a playoff game, let alone never threw for a touchdown pass. You did that against the Bills. You lost 34-31 in that game. You threw for 220 and a touchdown. 
And my question isn't really about that game. I'm just curious about what this experience your first year was like, Skyler. If it's changed what you think of what your career could be. In other words, I know you don't want to put limitations on it. You get drafted, not a lot of hype. Okay, they're not saying, hey, this is our franchise quarterback. They bring you in, groom you, bring you along. Hopefully you can play in the league a long time, make some good salaries, maybe get an opportunity at some point to be a starting quarterback. Has your experience this year, what did you learn from playing so much and how has it changed what you believe you may be in this league? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, man, that's, that's a great question. Um, I've always prided myself in, in nothing ever being being given to me. Um, I've always believed that, you know, just looking back at my journey, I've never just been handed something. I've always had to work for it. I've always had to go through some adversity of some, some sort to, to reach success. And, you know, like that, that when I look back at this year, I, I, I literally, you name it, I experienced it. And I was able to start games. I was able to, to come in during games, um, come in at the end of games that, that we were well ahead of teams. I, I got to experience so much stuff. And I, every, every single opportunity that I got, every experience that I got, I can feel it helping me in my future. and. Definitely, like, getting in there and having success, I think everybody faces it as a young player of, of do, do, I, do I really belong here? Like, everybody can say that, but I'm, I'm telling you, it goes through every single young, young player's mind at some point. And, I mean, you, you're lining up against Patrick Peterson, right. you know, Fred Warner. You, I mean, you see these guys you grow up watching all the time, and you're on the same field with them, you know? And so it, I, I've always been a, I've always been a dream chaser. I've always set my goals high and no matter what people say, no matter other, you know, whatever, whatever I'm labeled as, it's, it's never been my belief. And I've always believed that I can be a starting quarterback in the, in the NFL. And I think that my experience is really really backed up my belief there. Um, like you said, you know, I, I understand my role in the team. I understand what, what the Dolphins uh, are asking of me, and, and that is great. And but what I'm going to do is just control the things I can control, you know, is, is just keep progressing, keep getting better, and just be ready whenever my opportunities come, you know, and just making the most of them and just showing everybody who I am, you know. And, and I feel like there were flashes this year where, I was able to show what I can do. I was able to show that I, I can deliver the football anywhere I want to. I can be accurate. I can make plays. And when our team needs a play, I can make it, you know? And I, I think that's something that I've always prided myself in is, is being a winner and being a gamer. And when, when it's crunch time, when, when the times are hard, there's high expectations, um, things are on the line. Like that's, that's where I'm most comfortable. That's where I have a lot of fun. And, Sure enough, I got to experience that this year towards the end Amazing. of the year. It's, Amazing. You know, playing in the game to go to the playoffs and playing in the, the wild card game at Buffalo, who was, shoot, preseason was, was projected to win the Super Bowl. Right. You know, and we had a shot to win. And so there's a lot to hang my hat on um, and be proud of. Uh, but there's also a lot of work to be, to be done. But definitely all my experiences this year give me a lot of hope um, and a lot of encouragement for myself to, uh, to move forward and have some success. Some success. 
I think what I learned about you, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sucking up to you, this is legit, by watching you play, if you'd sat there all year and never got on the field, I'd say, I still don't know what Skyler's career is going to be. I, I, I don't know. There's no way to tell. And there's been plenty of guys drafted where you got drafted or signed as an undrafted free agent that sat for a couple of years, never got an opportunity, the team gave up on them, and then that was it. You're going to be around a while. I can promise you that right now. You definitely showed enough as a rookie that even if there's a – and we don't know what's going to happen with the Dolphins quarterback situation. I think that's – that's kind of up in the air and there's some things going on. And I won't even ask you about that because it certainly is not your area uh, to comment on, but I think the league saw it all. And as much as anything else, what, what an unbelievable rookie opportunity for the other 31 teams to see what you're doing. And for the dolphins as you're progressing and getting better, my goodness, I can't imagine how much better or or more prepared you'll be coming back your second year than you were your first year. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And that's what, that's what, there's a lot of people don't realize is that rookie thing is brand new. I mean, talking from playbooks to practice structure to, to games to traveling, I mean, it is, and, and that's not even considering living in Miami, Florida, which is a lot different than Manhattan, Kansas. You know, it, it was a whirlwind. And, you know, a lot of the times I was just trying to swim and keep my head above water. And, you know, so I think going into year two, knowing what to expect, you know, knowing what OTAs are going to look like, know what my summer is going to look like, know what fall camp is going to look like, just being able to better prepare myself even more because I know what's coming, I really think is going to help me. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's very exciting. It's very exciting. And that's something that, you know, Coach always talks about and so many people talk about is you got to take pride in what you put on film because everybody's watching. Every, what you put on tape, everybody sees and it lives forever. And, you know, so every time I get on the field, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna play, play as hard as I can, and I'm gonna do everything I can to help the team win. And I hope that this year that I, I showed that, and I think that it's gonna help me moving forward. You know, and uh, you know whatever happens, you know wherever that is, or you know whatever the journey looks like, that that's out of my control. And you know, I put that in in God's hands and just control the things I can, work my tail off, and. Uh, just uh, have fun during the process. Did you at any point hear from Patrick Mahomes? I know your college careers barely overlap, not by much, but I think you're closer in age than actually your college careers. Uh, he's been known mm-hmm. to text some quarterbacks and, and give encouragement. Did you hear from him at any point? No, I didn't. Okay. No, I didn't. Uh, I, did, I, I didn't know if you guys knew each other at all or anything like that. So obviously, yeah, no, a, I, 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 you know what's going on yeah. in Kansas City with him. I mean, this is just absolute insanity. I, I'm assuming you were rooting oh, yeah. for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. No, I'm not answering that question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not answering that question. (laughs) You're not answering that question. No, no, I'm not answering that question. Why? I'm a hometown kid. I'm a hometown kid. So that that gives you your answer. Okay. Yeah. um, Okay. I got you. Okay. You're being politically correct. I say you're a Kansas City guy. I mean, I'm sure you spent a lot of times at Arrowhead as a kid going to football games, didn't you? I I've actually been to one game my whole life, and it was the Chiefs and Bills um, playoff game last year, the one that was just pure insanity. What? And they won towards the end. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, that was my first. That was my first Chiefs game. <laughs> What's up with that? But I, I don't know. I don't know. I always had a I had a really good uh, family friend, Justin Smith, out of Mizzou. Sure. That uh, was from Jefferson City, drafted the Bengals, and then finished his career with the 49ers. So I grew up always a fan of wherever he was, um, even though I lived in Kansas City. 
And whenever he retired, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm a hometown kid. Like I'm going to, you know, you can't live in Kansas city and not root for the chiefs. Otherwise, right. you know, they're going to kick you out of there. But, <laughs> um, but no, no, it, it, it was, it was interesting because I went home for the Super Bowl. I was around all my friends and family. You know, everybody is just going nuts for the Chiefs. Um, but you know, I just I saw it from a different perspective. You know, it's just like I'm I'm in this league now. You know, and this is this is where this is where I want to get to someday. You know, yeah. Um, but see what the Chiefs got going on with with Pat and Travis and all all the guys. I mean, they they're they're rolling, they're rolling, and they're doing a great job. And it, it was just—I thought the Super Bowl from the Super Bowl from top to bottom was just a great game. I thought it was two of the the best teams in the league this year. I mean, and and guys showed it. Guys were battling. Jalen Hurts battled, yeah. and you know it just came down to who had the ball last, and, and the Chiefs capitalized and That's cool. and won the game. So it was cool. I was happy for I was happy for my hometown, and that they were able to celebrate that. All right, I mentioned Will Howard being the biggest surprise player I can ever remember in K State history, and I'm just going to prove to everybody here. I love admitting when I'm wrong. Uh, we got about two months into the Jerome Tang era of the college team, the basketball team at K-State, and he had not mm-hmm. signed a player yet. Like, he went his first two months yeah. on the job and didn't have a player. He had two left over from last year. He'd already had, like, 11 players leave, and he hadn't signed anybody. Then he starts bringing in a couple of guys from schools you've never heard of, and I'm like, this dude's got no chance, okay? He's going to be completely – he's never been a head coach before. This looks terrible. This is going to be dreadful. I was saying all these things because that's how I make my living. And it's a good thing guys like me are stupid, right? Are you kidding me? Are you following this college basketball team at all? How in the world is this happening overnight like this? Yeah. I mean, how awesome, right? I mean, it's like, it's so cool. It's so cool to see. Um, You know, I I obviously, I I follow K-State sports as much as I can. And I thought whenever we hired Coach Tang, like man, this is this is a home run hire. You know, you're you're hiring a guy from that spent a lot of time from Baylor, um, who's won national championships, who's won Big Twelve championships. I mean, like that's the first thing I thought is that he, we just got a winner. We got a guy that knows how to win. And on top of that, I thought his personality and the way that he intertwined himself with the university and student body to get people to believe in him. Man, I, I was I was on board. I was like, I want. I, a lot of people don't know this, but like I'm a basketball kid, like a heart. Like I grew up, basketball is my favorite sport, and I come from a basketball family, so I, I, I love I love basketball. And I was just so excited for K State because I thought he was just a perfect fit. And I I would be lying to you too if I said I was like I, I had no idea that they were going to be this good. Um, but when I it was early in the year, I think when they were. Uh, playing LSU in that uh, that that preseason tournament and they won it I was like man like we we got some players like right yeah I, I, I don't recognize I mean I, I, I knew um, or recognized a couple of players but just like you said like the whole roster was new and but the first thing that stood out to me is like man like they're athletic and they play hard and we got guys that can score and I, you know it, it's been so so fun to watch um, this year, and I'm I'm excited for him. I know I know K State Nation is too uh, uh, to have the basketball back going. 
buddy, I've never been him. I've never been so wrong about a first year coach in my life. Anywhere, any team, yeah. anytime. And that includes some really bad Royals managers and some really, really crappy Chiefs coaches that got hired back in the day that I thought would have done at least a little bit better than what I was expecting out of Jerome Tang. This is a complete shocker. And it, it's a good time to revisit this. In the media poll and the coaches poll, they were unanimous last. Okay, for the Big 12 uh-huh. this year. Like nobody, nobody, no, not one person thought they were going to finish anywhere other than last place. And they've just been amazing to watch. So it's a, I guess it's a great time to be a Wildcat. And it's a great time for people to get to Manhattan on March 4th for a night with Skylar Thompson. It's an up close and personal setting. Folks, you've just heard one of the great young people in all of sports in athletics. Skylar Thompson is a, a tremendous Christian. He's an outstanding young man. He, uh, he lives his life the way uh, any child or, could look up to as a role model. It is great to have him and players like him in the National Football League. And having lost his mom when he was a child to cancer, he is he's on a mission to raise money for cancer research through the K-State Johnson Cancer Research Center and the Thompson Family Fund. And if you'd like to help out, we would love if you jump on board. Shoot me an email, Kevin at KKSissues.com, or call Goolsby's in the Blue Mountain Hotel, 785-473-7091. Or you can reach Skylar on his Instagram page at Skylar J. Thompson and let him know how you'd like to help. If you're impressed with this young man and you have no affiliation with K-State and you'd like to help, they'll accept that too. He wants to do good things in the world. He'd love to win some football games and play pro football for a while. But I think it's pretty obvious after you've heard uh, Skylar talk that what he'd really like to do is make an impact on people and an impact on society in this world. You are you're truly an inspiration, Skylar, and we've known this about you for a long time, and I know you're going to do great things in your life regardless of how long you play pro football, and I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us on the podcast. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, it really, really means a lot to me. Anytime I get a chance to, to share my journey, my, journey, my story, and, and talk about K-State, man, I mean, not much more that, that I love. In, in this world so thank you for having me all right tell your dad i said thanks for being a fan of the radio show all the years but why in the world did he not take you to arrowhead you tell him i said that right li- <laughs> no he's listening he's listening right now so i'll call him out on this right now what in the world man uh that's good stuff buddy. i appreciate it and uh wish you the very best with the event next weekend yeah thank you so much i appreciate that Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs)